At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, we can start the podcast. Yeah, let's start the podcast. I got to hop off at like uh, at 11.45 your time because I have a oh, phone wow. call with someone from the Archdiocese of Tulsa. Oh, yeah, I might out. be doing a little talky talk out in out in no Archdiocese way. of Tulsa. Yeah, for who? For the the uh, middle school youth conference. Dang, how come they didn't call me? Why Do you want to talk to middle schoolers, Ethan? I don't, but I'm also I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm frustrated because we have the same podcast, and I am an hour and a half away. <laughs> you, you are on the other side of the country. That's fair. <laughs> And so the fact that they're like, we want someone who has this exact skill set and has this kind of reach, but we want the one that's further away. It's much a, more work to get him I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> Why did they? Is it just because you you have creds? Do they not know that I exist? I think it. I think it might just be because I lived like, there. I think it's because I'm a youth minister and I talk to middle schoolers twice a month. Yeah, but I work in real estate and I make business plans. Don't you think <laughs> I could be relatable? I don't. I, I don't play know. Overwatch two. You know, I know <laughs> what they're doing. I'll, I'll bring you up. Don't worry. I have a phone. Yeah, call. yeah. Bring me. Bring me up. But don't. Don't bring me up because. Well, bring me up. When is the conference? <laughs> March eleventh. Oh, I'm free that day. <laughs> How do you know? Just. <laughs> I'm, I don't have anything on the calendar after January. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast sponsored by Boudreaux's Butt Paste. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You got you got, you got got that butt paste going on? I've been using the butt paste. Dude, well, I bet. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me on your son. You. <laughs> yeah. 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 So... But, but really... No. <laughs> I Let me tell you, let me be honest, it's honesty hour. Okay? I was embarrassed at your wedding by Boudreaux's Butt Paste. Why? What happened? Because I was like, they were talking about Boudreaux's butt paste, and I was like, Boudreaux's butt paste? I love Boudreaux's butt paste. And then it made me sound like I use Boudreaux's butt paste, but I don't. So you got embarrassed. I got embarrassed. You made everybody at my wedding think that you had nasty, gross hemorrhoids. Yeah. And and you needed baby cream in order to get them to go away. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Preparation H wasn't going to cut it for this guy. You needed the Chad baby on the front. Preparation H sounds like the name of a conspiracy theory. Yeah? Like MK Ultra. Yeah, that's exactly what, the, what it's like. What if the drug that you needed to use to get rid of hemorrhoids actually made you uh, access the astral plane and you <laughs> and you had to talk to Soviets from across the country and that was the only way to fix your hemorrhoids? I would do it. Yeah, that's Stranger Things 5 coming to you soon. Oh, I, I <laughs> don't know strangest anything. thing of all is when... Uh, uh, how, did, how did these hemorrhoids get <laughs> Steve Steve gets hemorrhoids and he's stuck in the bathroom for the whole episode while everybody's in the upside down. One last tangential story and then I'll, and then I'll let you say your thing. Uh, yeah. my, I borrowed my friend's phone in high school and while I was looking at his phone, his mom texted him and said, hey, you forgot your hemorrhoid cream? And no. I was laughing. And I laughed and I was like, Matt, it's not that you have hemorrhoids. He's like, stop screaming that. And I was like, it's not that you have hemorrhoids. <laughs> it's, it's not, not that you have hemorrhoids, which you definitely do have hemorrhoids. And I just Everyone learned. think it about it. Everyone picture it in your brain. <laughs> Imagine it's like nice Matthew, it's not friends. that you have hemorrhoids. It's that that was the most sitcom thing that could have happened. Yes. Yes. That is the, that the is like the, that's that, the meme. The bit that you yell out at your friends like, "Hey, you forgot your ointment." You know, like yeah. that happened in real life. That to happened you. to you, and that's, that's really so, that's funny. like that's like slipping on a banana peel, you know, and falling <laughs> down. Like, I didn't think that it's actually like happened. That <laughs> never happened, and then it did happen. <laughs> 
You did. That's one of my favorite Twitter jokes. Is like, oh my gosh, you did the meme in real yeah, life. Like you, did. D- you are the person that that meme wow. is making fun of. That's crazy. That's really cool. Where is that guy now? What's his What's his health like? Uh, I'm sure he's fine. You think so? Yeah. What's the average hemorrhoids? They don't. I I had one. You remember a couple months ago when I was talking about the the how I would clean myself after going to the bathroom, and you yeah. had to tell me that <laughs> I should only go one way instead of two ways. Yeah. Can I tell you something? <laughs> um, you, nothing that you haven't. I mean, yes, you can. I guess <laughs> life changing piece of advice that you sure. give me. Get a bidet. Podcast. No, not get a bidet. Just only go one direction. Really? Just swipe one way. What? Uh, I. Uh, oh. I'm That's no big longer, time rush. I'm no, <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing? I don't know. Don't let me give up when you Did gotta lose. Going where to a dress on a magazine or something. I don't know what those songs are about. Harry Styles is not in Big Time Rush. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's so hard. I'm in a season of life where I've been sending this show to people to listen to. Yeah. And it's so challenging. Because things like that happen where we make like a three layers deep reference to Harry Styles being in Big Time Rush when we were actually talking about hemorrhoids. No, this is this is actually this is actually the re this is why we should send this show to people because yeah. no one else is doing this. No one else no one you else. You think Matthew goes, Kelly's talking about his hemorrhoids on his mm-hmm. baptism prep you think class? Matt no. Fratt is smart enough with his dumb Australian accent you, to I understand the intricacies of mid twenty ten Nick live action programming? No. I should know better than to scream about hemorrhoids in my office at 11 a.m. on a weekday. Nobody's there. You work in no. a Catholic church. Sandra. <laughs> Everyone on my team is out of the office, usually, yeah. except for Sandra, our amazing bookkeeper who's incredible and awesome. And I yeah. know, I know for a fact that she hears me podcasting. Yes. You're so loud. And she's never said anything. She's so the nice. Are about so it. thin. Well, she probably puts headphones in. No, I don't think so. She's a bookkeeper, and she doesn't listen to music. She keeps books just silently for eight hours a day. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That's Honestly, that's powerful. It makes you think like those guys, like the monks back in the 12th century, they when they were, they were scribing texts, mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have lo-fi beats to relax slash study to. <laughs> they didn't have lo-fi beats to study slash scribe to. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get it done? I was just thinking about that. <laughs> These poor monks. They have nothing you know? to do. All they got to do is listen. It's like if they would have to wait for uh, Mishael. No, what's a good monk name for the 12th century? Brother Seraphim. Yeah, Brother brother, brother Colostrum. Uh, is... <laughs> brother <Yeah>. Colostomy. <laughs> brother Colonoscopy. Yeah, there it is. Uh, he, would, um, he would have to be singing. He would sing a hymn, and you can't just like turn around while you're scribing. And yeah. be like, next... You know, like, you go to the next Shuffle. one. I don't Shuffle. like this one. Yeah. No. Dislike. Put that one, but do it on repeat, please. You know? Like, you can't do that. <laughs> do you think the monks Do you think the monks would get, like, a, a scribe wrapped? Like, here are all the things that you copy. <laughs> <laughs> this you spent, year, you, co- <laughs> you spent 100,000 minutes writing one letter from the church fathers. <laughs> it was this your top year, track. This was your anthem of the summer. <laughs> I am a worm and no man. <laughs> oh boy, that's this is your uh, y- uh, your your what is it your your mood is like your I gotta, mood. I yeah, they gave us like a Myers Briggs thing this year. Yeah, you uh, you're not an adventurer. What's the opposite of adventurer? You stay still. You're a homebody. That's your you're, mood. You're an ag- ag- agoraphobe. You're an I, agoraphobe Spotify, because you Spotify. only translated one text for the entire year and you never went outside. Spotify told me I was adventurous. And I think that's cap. Spotify told a lot of people that they were adventurous. And, and I, maybe they just did that. They were like, there's 24 different unique ones. And they just gave everyone adventurous to make them feel good. That's really funny. That, I bet you know? that happened. Just, But like they should have known people were going to share it on social media. That's the whole point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I got adventurous. I think I, I believe compared to the average American, my music taste is adventurous. Sure, uh, you're not just going to like viral top fifty. No, no. Um, I listen to a lot of uh, electronica. You know, sure. This is the good sure. stuff. And Goth Babe, Goth Babe was my number one artist. <laughs> my my number one artist was Taylor Swift, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of by that. Um, my number one song though was Blue Danube. <laughs> oh, you play that for the boy? It's Leo's. It's Leo's I'm- calm song. I'm really excited to see how my top tracks change. So instead of 
What Happened by Anger Fist being my number one song. <laughs> it's going to be like 12 Hours White Noise, you know. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I, made that joke, I made that now. joke earlier in the in the yeah. year about like my wife's top podcast. This is the pod, This is the song that you just couldn't get enough of. 10 hours white noise <laughs> my emma had this she got an email this is so funny she got an email from spotify that was like your 2022 wrapped is here and then she clicks on the email opens it and it says you didn't listen to spotify enough to have a 2022 wrap <laughs> see you next year <laughs> it's like why send the email she got an email with do better in the headline <laughs> yeah, it, was. it was like you are not making the most of this subscription that you're paying for you you uh, yeah you need you need i wonder if phoebe got that now she definitely uses she uses spotify for 10 hours white noise or at least she used to mm-hmm. we just bought a machine for it oh a white noise machine because at that point you might as well just buy the machine because it's like because right, you're using all that energy yeah, and we there was there was a period for like newborn month where we just like we had our phones in our room and we just don't like that. Yeah, we don't like having our phones in our room. So yeah. we got a cool. Uh, we got a. I don't know what it is. There's a lot of stuff that we got from like the baby shower and what all. Nice. That yeah. are just these cool tech things that are mm-hmm. like they talk to you and they tell you they you, Jarvis, you know, make me, a, you know, whatever. It's, Baby's diaper is thirty percent full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but we got a cool white noise. It's like a tower. It just kind of sits. It looks nice. like an Amazon Alexa. And it has as many colors and buttons and knobs, but really all it does is you tap the top of it and it goes, which I think is very funny. (laughs) There's this very like technological device and all it does is make the same noise that a fan used to make. You know, you just would turn on an oscillating (laughs) fan and now we had to build a thing with a speaker and a microchip and Wi-Fi connectivity and Bluetooth and everything. That's really funny. Just to make that same noise. There are different types of noise though. There's brown noise. There's That's true. I like the brown noise. Brown noise. Brown brown noise is goaded. As they say. Do you know about the brown note? No. It's a frequency that you play that forces your body to poop. Like it's a sound that scientists really? have discovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like if they play this tone at the right frequency, it makes your bowels go. Why are we researching bioweapons? We can just use that. <laughs> just, hit, just hit him with the brown note. Just yeah, hit him with the Kremlin. Yeah. And uh, the red square is going to be the brown square pretty soon. You know? <laughs> nice. Thanks. Nice. Take that, Russia. Let's 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 uh let's all Naruto run playing the brown note at Area Fifty One. They can't stop all make of the, us. Make the aliens crap themselves. Make the aliens crap their pants. It might not work on aliens. Yeah, thing. it might need a green note. <laughs> Assuming that the aliens' uh, waist is green. Yeah, of like course, ours of is brown. Yeah, that's fair. We're 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 brown. I will say so. The butt cream. Uh, yeah, obviously, that I was a good s- way to circle yeah. back. My. Uh, Emma's been, I haven't applied the butt cream yet. No. To the baby. Uh, to the baby, right. I, I do a lot of the, like, number one changes. I do a lot of the changes where it sounds like he has pooped, but he's really just farted. He has not. And so I, like, I'm, ar- I'm already changing it, and then it's, he's he's a gazzy. They're boy. loud. Let me tell you what. We, uh, it's been fun. I had my kid, in case anybody didn't know. Oh, uh, yes. Emma gave birth to my son, Peter, on Tuesday the 29th, I had to look at the calendar because I don't remember his birthday. (laughs) Tuesday uh, the 29th, we went to the hospital Monday night. We were there overnight. She gave birth in the wee hours of the morning on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then everything was fine. Came home from the hospital on uh, Wednesday. And uh, a combination of my parents and her parents have been here since then. My mom's here right now. Her mom left a couple days ago. So we've been, everyone's doing great. Emma's feeling great. Baby's doing great. Uh, he was six pounds, 15 ounces. Crazy. Emma is at the pediatrician right now with my mom. Uh, so I'm podcasting instead of that. So that's Aww, cool. I'm sorry. Well, it's because it's because on Wednesday when our normal show was, I didn't podcast because I needed to be with the baby. And so it's like I see. at a certain point, you, you can't keep not doing the podcast for the baby. Like you have to. Yeah. Eventually choose the podcast over the baby, which Peter, if you're listening to this in the future, I did choose the podcast over you. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, son. Uh, Sorry, son. Uh, Thankfully, hopefully he won't discover these tapes until he's old enough to, (laughs) to get the humor. He's like, dad, you made, you made podcasts before they were, uh, analog again mm-hmm. <laughs> we should do you, a podcast on vinyl have we talked already, about this yeah we have yeah is that already something that exists i think you can i think you can we do should that. get our best episode and put it on vinyl and then we get should, our worst episode and put it on the b-side 
<laughs> That'd be really funny. That would be funny. <laughs> we we released the we the unreleased alcohol episode. Do you still have it? No, it's it's no, it's gone. Oh man, you should have kept it's it for gone. posterity. Back before we knew we were going to be doing this for six years, dude. Yeah. How about that guy who said we should start a podcast on Twitter? That was so funny. <laughs> Scene. Patrick and me on Twitter.com, yucking it up, mucking it up, tearing just like up the, the old town, days. just really, just riffing and gaffing and goofing yeah, and laughing. Patrick, I tweet something like, uh, I tweet a joke, okay, mm-hmm. about a Gen Z kid seeing a baby. Instead of saying that it's bussing, they say that's fussing, mm-hmm. right? It's just this dumb joke. It's been my most engaged tweet over the last week, which is really <laughs> annoying because I put a lot of work into my Pearl Harbor tweet, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not even Patrick liked my Pearl Harbor tweet, which is how I know it wasn't very good. Ooh. <laughs> so usually Patrick gives me a pity like for most of my tweets. but um, I have a good tweet for this Sunday. I'll tell you about it. Okay, I can't wait. But I tweet the fussing, and then Patrick responds, and he says, hey, I did this tweet back in October. Same, same tweet, same, same joke. Same idea, yeah. Someone replies to that tweet and says... When no, first is, you said I'm I'm excited that we're the same I'm excited that we're the same kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that we're the same kind of dumb, which is it's true. And uh and this guy responds and says, When is the Nevi and Stevie podcast going to drop? <laughs> He's like, I need I need it stat. That's I need it said. stat. I need it ASAP. And then he like, responded and he said, Wait a minute. And then he responded again. He said, I feel like such an idiot. And then we both <laughs> quote dunked him. <laughs> You're like, dude. I was like, brother, I am amazing. I have the greatest news the best for you. News. If you if you really like this Twitter interaction, you might like the last six about four hundred hours of audio content. It's that like that Tumblr screenshot that's like it's like that Tumblr screenshot like October is the tenth month and November is the eleventh month. Whoever did the, whoever changed this needs to be stabbed. And someone's like, Brother, I got great news for you. News, yes. <laughs> the guy who changed it was stabbed. It's boom Bullius Beezer. Bullius Beezer. Yeah. Dude, too bad about him. Dude, man, he could have could have been great. He could have been. He could have been one of the best. Yeah. Um, except for that he didn't catch them he, all. He thought he was god. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that's usually a that's a pretty clear. If we're talking about key performance indicators mm-hmm. for being a bit of a windbag. <laughs> <laughs> the KPI on being a windbag. <laughs> It's thinking that you're God. That's a pretty clear one. Oh, man. Yeah, it seems, to me, <laughs> it seems to me that the people who ascend to the very top of pagan societies end yeah. up thinking that they're God. Perhaps mm-hmm. we should not ascend to the top of a pagan society. Maybe yeah. we should. Can I tell you, speaking of ascending in pagan society, I want to mm-hmm. make one of those Mr. Beast edits where he's soy-facing to the thing behind him. But it's yeah. the Tower of Babel. <laughs> And it tweets like, "What is he doing now?" That's <laughs> like, so good. I can't believe he's doing this now, man. I'm so I'm so mad that you thought of that before I did. Because I know I, I'm letting you know now. It's going to come out on the episode on Sunday, but I'm going to tweet it before then. So good. It's gonna it'll blow up. Good. good I have tweet. a tweet. For, I have a tweet for Sunday. So today, when you're hearing this, if you've gone to mass already, whoa, it's John the Baptist, right? Oh no way. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking in about Advent? John the Baptist. Yeah, we're talking right? about John the Baptist in Advent. No way. And so it's like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Soy face at John the Baptist. Uh, look at him. Me when I see a reed blowing in the wind. <laughs> Me when I see a guy eating locusts. <laughs> That's what the tweet's about. So no it was like, oh sure, when John the ba- it's a it's a it's a basic uh, format. It's a basic nice. format. Okay, when John when John the Baptist eats wild locusts, he's a prophet and the greatest man born among women. But when I do it, I'm disturbing the other customers at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thanks. That's a good tweet. Thank you. Good job. We're but, on this podcast, but but I'll do one. I'll do one with the the, the soy jack. The be what I see a reed blowing in the wind or a man with fine clothes. Yeah. Anyway, me when I see someone whose sandals I am not worthy to loosen. <laughs> Behold the Lamb of God. It's no way. Yeah, that's good too. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of I feel a lot of soy soy jacking in the Bible. Yeah, there 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 um, there. I'm sure there is. So yeah, so I got a kid now, and uh, it's been great. I'm, I can see why people do this. Mm. I can also see why. Can I tell you? I've got gripes now. Yeah. Can I share some gripes with you? Oh, gripes. I thought you said grapes. I was like, you can't share any grapes with me. We're in different states. I will I will pop the grape into your mouth through the screen. Uh, one time I did that, me and my friend, we were studying for finals. Through the screen? No, not through the screen. Oh, we, were okay. in, we were in the same building. Clarify. We had a, we had a grape tomato. 
in and I put it in my mouth and I spit it out of my mouth <laughs> into his mouth from College, like 10 feet away. <laughs> and it hit the ground multiple times and we just kept picking it back up and putting it back <laughs> in our mouth and spitting it back and forth. Look, man. <laughs> Until we did it. And then I don't... was the one who caught it. So I had to eat the nasty spit ground tomato. <laughs> uh, no, you didn't. You could have just spit it out again. Should I answer this phone call? No, I didn't answer my phone call. Well, hold on. It might be a scam. Hold on. Hello? Hi, this is Lisa from Spectrum. Are you paying high bills for your TV, internet, and home phone? Yes. Call one and get the latest promotion. Oh. Press nine to take your name off No, I, I am don't paying press, too much. Don't press nine. I'm paying too much. Help. <laughs> I want to pay less. <laughs> Oh, man. That's, so you that, don't even have a TV. <laughs> not a very good sales call. I don't have a TV. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You don't need one in this day and age. You just pull it up on your laptop, your portable computer, your IBM machine. (laughs) <laughs> which stands I for about, i thought you were about to say ibs i automated banking machine your <laughs> ibs <laughs> um can i so gripes can i share my gripes yeah please share your share your grapes with me <laughs> please share the fruit of your okay, never <laughs> i mean hey you know life is crazy anything yeah. can happen it's 2022 so let me tell you a couple things so one yes i've already so day it's day five okay we're going to mass, me and mm-hmm. Emma and Peter. Yeah. Emma has the baby strapped to her chest. So he's he's all nestled in, nuzzled in, tucked in. Yeah, chilling. Sleeping, right? We're walking through the parking lot. Now all of a sudden, now that the baby is out of Emma's womb, when Emma was pregnant, nobody dared deign to speak to my wife. Like never <laughs> in a million years would anybody on the planet say a single word to my really? pregnant wife or me. Yeah. Well, just it's like people didn't come up to us. Now that the baby is out, the floodgates have opened. People are Everyone people wants. are coming up, touching our shoulders, talking to us. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's there's something weird. about it. <laughs> people keep touching us. So they come, they come up to Emma and they say, they're like, you know, they start talking. And this is the thing that I don't get. Everybody says, I'll tell you this. And I tell this to everybody that has kids. Oh and gosh! It's like, <laughs> do you? And it's, I, and and I believe that they do because I've gotten the same piece of advice four hundred times now. And it's, you talked about this on the bonus podcast. I did. Well, I'm going to share it on the main podcast okay. because it's still annoying. <laughs> wow, you guys are getting you guys are getting <laughs> bonus content for free, baby content. That's Patreon. You got to make sure you enjoy it while it lasts because uh, it goes fast. <laughs> As if that is like the most novel piece of advice that anybody could ever give. And it's not the theme of every movie, book, TV show ever about having kids and growing up. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put away my business suit and I'll take out the baseball glove now. You know, you're like, I yeah. was going, I was going to take a phone what call I, and say, not I, now, sport, and walk out of the room. But now that you said that, what I was going to do was neglect my children for 18 years. But now that you've said that, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I enjoy my time with them. Like just the. The audacity that they believe that I'm so stupid that I've never heard in my life. You know, it's going to go fast. Uh, yes, everything goes fast. College went fast. <laughs> high school went fast. It's only going faster. Fast. The whole, my whole existence has gone fast. The days are slow. The years are long. 
you know, or whatever. Like, or whatever I, it is. Every, I don't care anymore. So that's, so that's my one gripe. My second gripe, I, you can't make jokes anymore. Nobody trusts you to be self-aware when you're a new parent. Like there is really? no, this has already existed when I was young to an extent, mm-hmm. but now I'm a dad, right? And, yeah. and I'm a funny guy. I like to make jokes. Mm-hmm. I know this about myself. You're in settings and people are asking <laughs> like, how's it going? You know, how's the baby? That da, 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 da. And it's like, oh yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'll say something like, yeah, the first week was really hard, but the, the good news is, is that after this, it gets really easy, you know? So like I just, I make <laughs> I say something like that, right? That's just very clearly a joke. You know, yeah. Poking fun. And you say something like that, and every adult in the room goes, oh, well, if you think it's getting easier, then you don't know what you're talking about. You know, and just imagine, just wait till you have two. And I'm like, wait till I have two feet in I'm ass, so, you know? I, have, I, posted, like, I have a joke about this. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm like, man, having one kid is easy. Having two must be twice as easy. <laughs> People are gonna get upset. Everyone just comes. Out I can of the already see. I can already like see Katie you. Ruby replying underneath, yes. like I hate you. It's just like people think that they're like they're the only person who's ever been a parent <laughs> and like has ever heard about these things. So, and then the third thing, my third gripe. Sure. Everybody, everybody. I didn't get the one thing that I did not get from our stay in the hospital. You always hear about these kids and their percentiles. I didn't get any percentiles. You didn't get any son. percentiles. No head circumference. No length. No width. No. How weight. are you going to? How are you going to develop a, an un, a, the uh, a ranking system for a all ranking the babies system. that I know? How are you gonna? How are you gonna be able to develop the unhealthy confidence that your kid is somehow super special because he's in the ninety sixth percentile <laughs> a, for le- for toe length? <laughs> he's in the ninety ninth percentile for being a badass. <laughs> I checked it with the hospital. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I didn't get any percentiles. So now how on earth am I supposed to know how my kid is better yeah. than every other kid? I don't, I can't. Did you, did you get, did you pass the cute, sweet indicator? What's cute, sweet? Is the that cute, that sweet indicator from, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? That's too sweet. Uh, <laughs> okay. it's <laughs> the cute, sweet indicator is that nurses will, uh, when, when a baby is cute, they'll say, oh, he's so cute. That's when cute. a baby is ugly, they'll say, oh, he's oh, so he's sweet. So sweet. Oh, he's so I was sweet. not, I was not paying attention. Yeah. To what the nurses were saying about my kid because I was so tired. And, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also I was trying to take care of my wife who was, was having a rough time. Yeah. So yeah. There, was, there, were no med- there was no medicine involved because it yeah. all happened very fast. So mm. like when we got to the hospital, it was time to go. So wow. she, was, she was already the fullness of the dilation. So it was wow. like, all right. Yeah, Phoebe was the same. She was just really? right. Yeah, it wasn't as fast. Like You guys had like a four-hour to be just by four hours, but like, yeah, it, it was like five kid, from her water breaking to him being out was five hours. So, okay. No, yeah. the dilation wasn't that quick. Actually. It was the, it was the yeah. contractions. Like it started. It's not the dilation. It's the contractions that get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say I made, I made, I made, I did make one self-aware joke. And I think, I think it's not, it's not that you, you're right. People don't expect you to be self-aware. So if you yes. make an ironic joke, they think that you're being sincere. Being, yes. So I made I made a joke that was self aware at the confirmation uh, the confirmation parent meeting after uh-huh. I had Leo I had a confirmation parent meeting where I was up in front of parents and I was talking from the perspective of a parent because like yeah. I, I I can't help the fact that I am a parent and so I sure. do want good things for my kids and so I was trying to appeal to that you know mm-hmm. but my oh, no. my boss my boss pointed out he was like if you mention no not my boss my coworker he was like if you point out that you're a parent of a one month old everyone's yeah, gonna laugh at you that's and i true. was like that's so cringe that so i start that. and so i was like thank you for that perspective because yeah. i just assumed that because everybody I, is nice and friendly and cares about what you have to say i'm a golden retriever so yeah, uh, i got up i got up and I, I started with now i'm the father of a one month old which means i have unearned confidence in myself as a parent <laughs> and everyone got a little bit of chuckle and so and so i'm going to do the thing that every new parent is and i'm going to give you parenting advice and they, they were like they laughed they like laughed and so that's that's nice. how i started from good the yeah <laughs> good job thank that's you good. you have to like deflate the situations exactly i'm not very good at deflating i'm very good at like passive aggressively inflating <laughs> do you want to know here's my here's my here's my master class here's my ninja master class on Ooh, comedy you want me to tell all you right what? i love tyler blevins on this podcast word on, right now. word on fire hire me to give a class on comedy all right i <laughs> can you imagine the I'll... ninja word on fire course <laughs> It's like Bishop Barron interviewing Tyler Blevins on how What the heck did you just say to me, you child of God? <laughs> <laughs> Get right. good at praying. 
Mm-hmm. It's like you have to have something unique about yourself, like blue hair. <laughs> someone someone Carry posted on. a really good. I he I like I like him. He has a good. I think he understands who he is as a person. He has a good Tyler? sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Because he uh, some some Twitch streamer posted. Uh, <laughs> you know the do you know the Call of Duty edit? The Call of Duty. There, there's this edit of this Twitch streamer who is like, she's going she's going nuts. She's like. Maybe maybe the government doesn't care about us, and maybe the planet's dying, and maybe it's just you and me, but maybe that's all we need. And then there's like a there's like a a, a montage of like Call of Duty five kill streaks and the guy getting guy shooting gets killed and it's like two like a, an emo two thousand five yeah, song. That's funny. Ninja like went that. on a rant and Tim the Tatman posted edited that in oh, at the cool. end. It was cool, very cool. funny. And funny. then and he liked it and retweeted it, so that's how nice, I saw it. Nice, nice, nice. Uh but uh here's my here's my here's my master class on comedy. Yeah. The, the the most important thing is the first laugh. Like you just need you, you just need the one. first laugh. You just mm-hmm. gotta get one. Grease the wheels. You really bit. gotta because like it's people focus on you know when I when I first when I first tried doing a stand up act I was like oh yeah like here's the story it's really gonna get good in the middle it's like no you gotta get all your good stuff right at the beginning because then the rest of it's gonna seem good by comparison because people are just are open to it and and comedians have recognized this now they used to save their best jokes till the end of the special because you are a captive audience but now all the specials are on Netflix and so you have to get them at first mm-hmm. I I compared it to like I, it was funny I compared it to surfing even though no one in the room including myself had ever surfed before but it's like if you're in the beach you want to go hang out in the water you got to get past the breaking point you know yeah. so yeah. once you're past that you can just ride waves it's nice. fine you can just go nice. up and down but like yes. if you're if you're if you're standing like three feet from the shore you're just gonna keep getting pummeled by the that's waves. where people drown that's, that's where, where people, people drown yeah they die there so like if you're ever giving a presentation or if you're doing announcements at mass just get one joke off and you'll be great that's you don't true. you don't need to be funny the whole way just one joke that's why we start this podcast with a joke every week yeah yeah you're if you're listening to this right now and you're still listening you you you've been greased oh, <laughs> oh. you must feel so stupid yeah <laughs> comedy, just kidding comedy is fun. I, I listened to a mitch hedberg special the other day oh yeah he's his delivery is so good he's so he's, funny man he's so funny he's he had a joke man. where he's like i went golfing the other day and I did not get a hole in one, but I did hit a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just like, that, I don't. I think there was another punchline after that, but just the way that he said that, it would just it sent me. It was so funny. <laughs> but I did hit a guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the second best thing to get a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I did not get a hole in one. Like, yeah, I, I imagine that's a very incredibly hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, we were talking about what were we talking about? We we're talking about baby. We're, oh, I had something about baby. Butts. Okay. So, first of all, I love I love being a dad now because it gives me some credence to my gripes. Before, if you're just a guy, you don't have a kid, you can't really gripe. You no, know, that's true. Like before, Ed Condon had his child, he was just a grumpy man, and now mm-hmm. he's like. He's full formed. Yeah. Dad, you yeah. Know? Like same for me. And I feel like now, <laughs> now that I have the child, it's like more things are pissing me off. Okay. And I just, I just understand. I just get it now. You know, my eyes have been open. A lot of people told me that when I was holding my son, that I would have like this euphoric moment of recognizing like how much the father loves me or whatever. I didn't have that. You know, Not I me just, either. Yeah. I just was like, oh, all right, there he is. You know, I feel like it's so overblown, you know, the, the moment when you have your son in your arms, that moment, it's just like, you know, what I was thinking about was that my wife's still in a lot of pain and this kid is really screaming and he's uh, so loud, man. And even when he calmed down, I'm really tired and my wife is still in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I love him. I'm going to take care of him, but there haven't, there hasn't been any, I don't know. I don't know why people, I'm sure people do have that. That's why they say it, but yeah. Uh, was definitely but it develops over time i mean like i the slow euphoria yeah the slow i mean this is what john paul ii says he talks Ah. about he talks about it in love and responsibility he says that the the father needs to be trained in the natural love of the mother Mm. like there's phoebe phoebe's love for leo was immediate she changed like she became like she she was different like it was it was there there was a phoebe before and there's a phoebe after right it's like i mean i was I still had the same interest. I started, I got home and read the same book. You know what I mean? There was no, 
there was no real like change immediately in me. Right. And this is what John Paul II says about in, in love and responsibility. He says it about like, uh, there's, there's this natural spiritual motherhood that women have. They just like some, some, it's not, not always the case because they have nine months of preparation period. You know, they, they have, they have this, this natural like affinity right away bonded with the kid. Whereas like, the man needs to be trained in spiritual fatherhood. So he says that man bestows physical motherhood on a woman, but a woman bestows spiritual fatherhood on a man. Yeah, that's pretty wise. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because Emma... A celibate man wrote that. How did he know? He's Because uh, he's in tune with the divine. But, um, like, Emma was crying, you know? Mm-hmm. She's very emotional. She just There's a lot of emotions going on. She's overwhelmed. She's so in love with this kid. She's got a lot going on. I haven't really cried at all. I like cried. Oh, I really? cried when he was born at the moment because because yeah. <laughs> it was like so amazing that it was just done. You know that it, it was, was like, over. Cow. Yeah, it's like wow, it's it's finally done. Um, but and it was just like a sweet relief. Mm. After that, it's like I don't know. It's just it's different, and I can totally see that because Emma instantly was just like such a mom and like so loved this baby, mm-hmm. even though he's all gross and covered in like crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, so I don't know, I feel like I have a lot to learn, but I did one nice thing that I've got to do is that he won't really sleep at night, so I take him on drives. We went through the McDonald's drive through together at like one thirty <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. I feel like that was a real bonding experience between me and him. You know? <laughs> I got a quarter pounder, he got an eight piece nugget. It was uh <laughs> It was good. It was really good. We we listened to uh Joe Rogan, you know. <laughs> I love. I've seen Peter. I love the idea of him holding. He's like he's not he's, even. He's about the size of a chicken nugget. That kid. He really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some big hands though, so he could. He could. He really handed it to him. He's like, "It's your clucky day." <laughs> yeah, it is clucky day. So that's uh yeah. That's just an interesting thing that I've noticed. I think Man, I people put too too much expectations of like what they want their own birth to be like, or they just yep. project their own like desires for family onto other people. Mm-hmm. And they just say like, "Oh, just wait until you experience X, and then you'll realize whatever." It's just like, yeah, have you ever considered that you're your own unique person with your own unique soul that God speaks to through the fabric of your life in its own unique way, and not everything needs to be everyone's experience. Yeah, and a lot of it, you know? a lot of it is. I was thinking about this at, I was thinking about this at mass yesterday because yeah, a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, it, we talk about this like like commonplaces and cliches. We talked about that, I think, in the yeah, bonus podcast. We did. How how commonplaces come to be is like someone experiences something, right? Someone someone who is wise experiences something and puts it into a sentence that is so pithy, and it just explains it. It's, mm-hmm. it's succinct and it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and they say it, and it resonates with a lot of people, and they kind of through that through that encapsulation of yeah. the the wise experience of the wise man. Yes. They can kind of they can kind of share in that experience if they had gone through it themselves and they 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 begin to look at the world differently because of that experience. But then they repeat it to someone else. And they are merely repeating it in the way they understand it. And so then when it's communicated to the next person it loses some of the original wisdom that came to it. And then it's like a game of telephone where over time it loses its wisdom, it loses its 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 uh yeah. it loses its connection to the original experience. And so I think that might be part of it is like, you know, the wise experience of you know, the first time the first time I ever heard something like that was was Dr. Han talking about how he experienced love of the father when he's holding his first son, right? Mm-hmm. And so I hear that and I go, oh, when I hold my son, I'm going to experience love. So I say that over and over again and then maybe someone else like takes my experience of it and, and continues it. But like in reality, when you think back to that story, he was holding his son in the nursery when he was like six months old. And so it's like it's not right, it's, it's, it's going to be different than, than what I thought it was or my impression or it's different than I thought. Mm-hmm. And so you really need to like check these these cliches and commonplaces check against your own door. experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to. I think it's good though to write down your expectations. Hmm. You want me to have a dream journal? Yeah, like a vision board, like <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> no, Phoebe had like a birth vision. An Oprah board. Phoebe had like a birth vision. This is like what our doula recommended. She yeah. was like, "Here are all the different. Yeah, here are the different things that you can like. Do you you know do you do you pri- want to prioritize skin to skin contact right uh, right away that sort of thing, and then." write them down and like understand that these are all on the table as things that could change 
you know like if you need a c-section you need a c-section yeah, even if not much you can do about, it, can do about it and so you know um that, that 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 kind of it helped right and a lot of our birth vision didn't go the way it was planned but like writing them down we knew the things that we we knew the things that we thought were going to happen and then we were okay if they didn't because we already it, it was weird it's kind of counterintuitive but it helped hmm. i think that's good for a lot of things like if you're yeah. yeah i mostly just kind of like don't speak my expectations and then get really upset when they don't happen sure i see <laughs> Do you, should we get into Dr. Ethan's dating corner? I think we should. Uh, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I... All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Ethan's dating corner, sponsored by. Patrick's. That was the most violent sneeze. <laughs> it's so violent. So sorry. Sponsored by Hoot <laughs> I should have I mic'd that up so we could really get Mike it. Mic it up. You know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we got to get another sponsor for this segment. There was reverb on that, man. I don't know how that even happened. Uh, welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by uh, me, Patrick. Go to patnevy.blog to listen to my blog. Um That'll be fifteen dollars. That'll be fifteen dollars. Thank you for uh, thank you for to, to Ben for cataloging all of these all these uh, these dating these dating questions. Would love some. This one comes from the Crunchy Catholic. Which first of all, you'll be hearing from our lawyers. Would love some long distance dating advice, Doctor Ethan. What's your prescription for dating someone long distance? Like too long to meet in the middle, when you two wouldn't be together in the same area for at least two and a half years due to one of you working as a missionary and the other being in nursing school. Long story short, I'm dating a great Catholic man, someone I could see myself marrying, but distance is weighing on me, and I don't want to waste either of our time. How do you discern with someone when you're so far apart? Any advice for a long distance relationship? Thanks, Doc. If you need more details, dating for nine months, solid foundation. Dated for three months before he moved. So they they were in the same place for three months. They've been dating for nine. What's the so who's who's the missionary and who's the other thing? The guy is on a, is is a missionary. Okay, and the girl is in date in nursing school. I guess. Okay, how much yeah. longer does she have in nursing school? I think they're not going to be together for at least another two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so the guy needs to propose and then move to where you are. <laughs> I think is what needs to happen. Yeah. Obviously, I, you're not ready maybe for marriage. I think you, you can do long distance for a long time, but I don't think you need to date as long as people say that you need to date. Like you, She kind of said that she wants to marry him, right? Yeah. So you just do that. You know? Like I, I get that having a having a wedding is, is scary and it might be expensive and you're a student and all these things, but um marriage is never like the wrong option, you know? Yes. Yeah. I and you're coming up on a year and you had three months in person and you've had six months not in person. I don't know. Have you seriously discussed it with this guy? Like, have you called him and been like, hey, let's let's throw it all away. You know, I want you, baby. Like, have you had that discussion? <laughs> Kissy face emoji. <laughs> Kissy face emoji. Because, uh, I, I, I don't know, there's a lot of questions that I would have. But I think you'd need to seriously think about getting married in the next, or at least getting engaged in the next six months. If you want to marry him. Because you can't just keep, you can't hold things in stasis, you yeah. know, forever. Yeah. Like you can't just be, you can't just keep dating for two and a half years, long distance. It's untenable. It's untenable, and it's not, it's not what either of you want, really. Yeah. Um. And the reality is, is that marriage comes above an individual vocation, you know. So like, the if the call, the call to get married is more important than the call to nursing school or the call to be a missionary. They might not feel that way because you're a single person and that's your life right now. Yeah. Um, and so that needs to be on the table as well for both of you to discuss. Um, but make sure that you talk every day. Try to FaceTime if you can. Do the letter writing things. I'm sure you're doing all those things, which are very good. Um, but I don't know. That's what I would say. 
and maybe I'm I'm a bad guy. But no, I think that's good advice because it's like two and a half years is a really long time. That's a long time to like put something like this on hold. You yeah. Know? You think about marriage. It's like, so you're telling me I could live with this person and we could start a family and like we could start sharing expenses and start sharing everything about our lives and start building towards our future together now instead of two and a half years from now. Hmm. You know, like it just... School is not a reason to not get married. I just don't believe that. Plenty of people yeah. go to school while they're married and they're fine. And they're actually yeah. probably way healthier about it than people who aren't. So No, it's true because when you're uh when you're married and you have like a person you want to spend time with, you're gonna be a little more disciplined with your study. <laughs> You'll work hard and play harder. Although I've never met a nursing student who like slacks off, you know. Yeah, nurses are pretty they got that color code thing. Dude, they're, they're type A, man. You ever been to a hospital room before? I mean, I, I know you have met, recently. I've met my wife. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> like, we, were so, we were so organized when we got to the hospital. Like, Emma I was bet. talking. Emma was just bypassing all of the conversations with the nurses and just being like, yeah, this is this, and I take this medicine, and this, this, this. She was using, like, she was saying, like, oh, yeah, and then that's 15 mils of tryptophan in there. You know, like, was just saying all this <laughs> stuff. And they were like, oh, you know, and let me put the the nine gauge volt meter into the whiz bang and, <laughs> and the flux, turn the flux capacitor, uh, yeah. nine cc's to the left. Yeah. These, <laughs> these nurses are, they're crazy. Man. They're she crazy. triaged herself. She did really, <laughs> really. Oh yeah. She was, awesome. she was amazing. So I think, uh, yeah, do that. Let me know how it works out. Call us when you're married and, uh, we will MC your wedding for a small, a nominal fee, a nominal fee. Yeah. $2,000. <laughs> Each. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah. yeah listen I think to your that's desires. That's the biggest thing. Everyone, everyone who writes into Doctor Who's and Naden Corner, I'm happy to help you. But listen to your desires. Yeah. What do you want? And then let that drive. Not what are you doing. What do you want? And then yeah, let that not, drive what you choose to do. It's not the question. Is not like how do I fit everything into my life. The question is like what do I do? It's it's yeah. like, being a being a missionary. It, and this is this is the. the this is the thing that a lot of lay a lot of lay church workers don't like thinking about is like yeah your the your mission does come second to your vocation as yeah. like a as like a married person your family and like yeah it's a it's a it's a problem that like we rely on you know lay missionaries because they're not as available right yeah. to give their whole selves to their flock but like yeah that's the that's where we're at. So God's gonna work through that. Don't worry. Um, your people are gonna be okay. Like I left Holy Spirit, and none of the kids are mad at me. They all understand why I had to leave, and we still keep in touch. Some of them. So all of my freshmen, all of my freshmen from Holy, I think I told you this. All of my freshmen from Holy Spirit that I met my first year there are graduating seniors this year. Dang, that means you're old, bro. They're all going to college. That means you're old, and, and three of them are going to Franciscan. Whoa. Is that funny? <laughs> I want to be just like Mr. Nevy. They're going to go and like find your name inscribed underneath on, like, a desk the, or something. The wall of the room that you made me sleep in that one time when I came and visited. My dorm room? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that place that place smelled funny. I will tell. I didn't say My dorm room? Cuz I didn't want to be rude, but yeah, your dorm room smelled funny. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That whole a... place smelled funny. <laughs> yeah, it did. There's a scent to Franciscan. Indeed, yeah. It was. Uh, was it a body odor smell or was it old building smell? It. It. it, it uh, both. I think they mm. mingled. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. There was some food in there that I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was now, pre Phoebe. Yeah, it so. was pre Phoebe, and I mean, also, my, Phoebe never went into my dorm room. Right, because it was illegal. Yeah, you girls can't go in the dorm room. And I have a roommate, kissed. so there was no one. There yeah. was no one. To, there was no one to say, "Hey, Pat, it smells in here," or there was no one for me yeah. to be like, "I need to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah, for the time so. that was. Yeah, it sorry, was me. Man. No, that's what I'm here for. All right. <laughs> oh, well, the that's other a, thing that's was. Show. Oh yeah, go ahead. The other thing was, I never opened my window because it was um, connected to. It was right outside the courtyard where everyone hung out, and so I didn't yeah. want my window being open. So that was it probably would have been good. It probably could have used some airing out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just dude smell. Yeah. Well, this has been the show. Thanks for everybody for coming. Uh, bit.ly slash crunch discord. You can join the greatest community on the internet. We're almost at 400 members. Yeah. If we get 400 by the end of the year, Patrick and I are going to bungee jump. Whoa. <laughs> I'm so afraid of heights. You could never Whoa. let me do that. You could never make me do that unless we hug. I will. I would not do that. I would rather <laughs> I would rather careen into some trees and die than hug you on a bungee jump. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would not rather die than give you a hug. 
Um, <laughs> so come join 400 members in the Discord. We're, it's booming. It's banging. It's popping. It's slapping. It's the place you want to be. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I have been popping off lately. Ethan underscore crunch. I'm up to 357 followers in my quest to get to 10,000 before Patrick. <laughs> You're definitely going to want to join. We're not going to say Patrick's Twitter handle because everybody knows it already. At Catholic uh, Pat, I'm growing no. at a steady rate of 25 followers a day. So come I on, join doing, the club. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to delete your Twitter account while you're sleeping. And then what are you going to have? Nothing. You'll have nothing. I'll have 30 days to reactivate. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I'll do. I'll tell Elon and be like, hey, this guy is mean guy this guy is saying he's saying bad things about space he doesn't like space very much yeah he thinks it should have been called space z instead of space x he thinks you're an idiot so yeah you follow us on twitter you can those are all the places patreon.com slash the crunch for a bonus episode every week we are not currently doing crunch lunch or the twitch stream sorry guys there's some other things that need to happen before we can kick back up on that stuff. But it's uh, just been a crazy time with the baby and the holidays and all that stuff. So we're doing as much as we can. Say a prayer for us. Um, but the bonus Patrick. podcast is constant. Oh, yeah. So if you want bonus content, you Patreon. can get an hour of bonus content every yeah. week at the $10 a month level. That's all it takes. That's $2 a week. Not bad. Come on. You, that's, that's, think about it. $2 do a week. Come on. Get, we'll, we'll even send you a crunch wrapped at the end of the year. That's just like, yeah, this year you, you rocked out to Ethan talking about his butt. I this will <laughs> send you a customized picture of me. A unique individual photograph of myself. <laughs> we really should be sending the patrons something. It'd be fun. We should, well, we should, we should print out photos of us that are funny and like sign them. That would be fun. Them. Yeah. We should make a throw pillow with like a quote of one of ours on the throw pillow. <laughs> <and sell> <laughs> I saw yeah. a throw pillow that I really want to buy. Did I tell you about this? And then no. we can get to your thing. Um, I really My thing? Get, well, yeah, the thing that you say at the end of the show. Oh, I yeah. want to get this throw pillow because it looks like this. <laughs> Let me read it. <laughs> Wait, to I didn't re- if you are about to attack me, just know that I am basically like Neo from the Matrix in every single way. I can dodge real bullets and my brain is a powerful computer. There is no way you could ever beat my ass because I have already beat yours a thousand times in my head. <laughs> It's just this pillow that I would have on my couch. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Thank you to Boudreaux's Butt Pace for sponsoring this episode of The Crunch. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.